0: Well, what do you know? Welcome to part two. Didn't think I'd see you here. So, you're back for more? Fasten your seatbelts. It's gonna be one hell of a ride. This part's where we are joined by worshipful brother Joe, puppet George, brother Jordan, and brother Steven. And the boys get put into a bank vault. It's the Leeds Light Blues podcast with the Freemasons podcast. Brace for impact.
1: So, George. Yes, going back into the podcast you guys have got a cracking team behind you and and, and that shows in every podcast that you guys make one member of your team in particular who always draws the attention maybe divides opinion every now and again the best looking one of the bunch the smallest one perhaps um Ah. he's he happens to be with you right now doesn't he there he is puppet george so tell us the story about puppet
2: george so this is puppet george um his cigarette keeps falling out of his hand because obviously he's a smoker. They made a little cigarette for him, but this is Puppet George. I know it's going to sound – people are like, what the hell is a mason doing with a puppet, right? So Puppet George got started a while back, and they one of the, the, the ball bustings and things that they used to do to me was they would say uh, – Oh, it's my
3: show. It's my show. I make all the decisions,
2: right? You know, kind of busting my stones. I'm like, it's not my show. I don't make all the decisions. And realistically, I don't. Since we've gotten bigger, we now have a panel where everybody has a voice. Me, Raph, Ken, and Joe all have a voice. And we all make decisions collectively. They've gunned me down as well for a couple things that I wanted to do. Where They were like, yeah, no, little guy. Slow slow your roll. You can't do that. Then, I, I can't remember what episode it was, but he said, he's like, we should make a puppet. We should make a puppet, call him Puppet George, and basically ridicule me, right? <laughs> the next podcast I showed up here, I come up to the studio, I pop the door open, there's a box in the ground. The hell is this? Now, me, I'm generally skeptical. Freemasonry is, you know, there's some people who think we're trying to take over the world. Mm-hmm. There's was actually a lodge in Milwaukee that actually was going to get shot up, and they intercepted it. Um, So I'm skeptical about any package that just miraculously lands on our door, right? But I open this thing up, and I look at it, and I'm like, somebody sent a f***ing puppet. (laughs) (laughs) So we now use Puppet George kind of as our mascot, and he is the uh, antithesis of a Freemason, the anti-Mason.
3: Because
2: where Masons are taught to be humble and caring and loving in nature, this little guy is not. He's a jerk. (laughs) So... It kind of just stuck with that.
1: Has Puppet George got a microphone or, or, or not at the moment? Is, is he
2: is he, kind of, is he on remand? Nah, we, uh, we've taken away his microphone for a little while. Joe is actually the one who does the voice for Puppet George. So I would be doing a disservice if I took that and tried doing it on this. Okay. But I'd love to have, uh, I'd love to have Joe uh, on here with me. Unfortunately, uh, the time difference is what killed Joe uh between england and i don't think you guys want to be sure no that's that sounds like
1: a really good idea that we'd love to do that definitely and obviously you guys are more than welcome on here anytime but puppet george i think yeah he does bring the humor to the show we have got like a i don't know if you've listened to a, a, many of our podcasts but we've we've introduced an american narrator uh who introduces and gives an outro to the show and uh certainly he was excited that puppet george was going to be coming on
2: i think uh I'm actually going to text Joe and see if he's around. Maybe I'll see if he'll want to come up here. I don't know where he is. He, he, is, he is more than welcome. In fact, to be fair, any of you guys are. He's uh, Joe is definitely uh, Joe's definitely one of my very best friends and masons, and uh, I have a lot of fun with him.
1: So going to the – I think that's pretty much it for the Freemasons podcast. One of the things that I was really interested in, one episode that was really profound to me, was the one that you did about the Chamber of Reflection. Uh-huh. Now, that's not something that I've come across in the English constitution, but that really resounded with me, the whole idea of that. And is that something you do in Monistar? Do you, do you guys
2: do that there? So, yes, we have a chamber of reflection. Actually, see, I'm at 100% battery. Let's go for a walk. Oh, well, we're getting a guided tour. Yeah, we got a tour of our, our building that, or at least our lodge space that right now looks like it looks like a, a squatter's living here because you know the COVID, everything shut everything down. But this is our lodge room.
3: Mm-hmm. Wow, nice! nice. Oh, look
2: at the it's tiny the little, little carpet.
4: I've always found it amazing that you this guys is, have uh, the altar in the middle of the room with the with the
2: with the lights. It's actually uh, it's actually a tiled mosaic floor. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, nice! Yeah, we have uh, it's altar. Mm-hmm. But uh, show you guys the chamber of reflection. Prop you up on my desk here,
1: man. It looks like a vault that you get locked in.
5: Is uh, oh, right. For the purposes of our listeners, there are two sets of doors. The first is a big old bank vault, big twisty lock. The second is some sort of ornate wooden double doors, tiny little wood, double doors. Oh, uh, these are steel. Oh, sorry, yes.
1: steel. Yeah, they're steel. <laughs> <All laughs> steel.
5: More steel, more it's thick it's, metal. It's How long do
6: you
2: keep
7: yeah. in there, George, before his initiation?
2: So actually, the ritual that we have for our Chamber of Reflection, I wrote it. I wrote my own ritual because, believe it or not, we're one of two lodges in the state of Connecticut that actually has a Chamber of Reflection. There's no written ritual for it.
5: There are, I think, British lodges that have a Chamber of Reflection. And it's certainly a thing on the continent in Europe. Yeah. I I
8: went through a Chamber
1: of Reflection when I was initiating in Belgium.
5: And I think Germany do
1: it. Yeah.
5: And a few other places.
1: The idea of it, then is it's is literally just for a mason before he gets initiated to reflect upon why he wants to join is that right yes
2: that's exactly why we do this is the sound you hear when you go into <laughs> and how long are but, you in uh, there for so the ritual that i wrote you basically have to answer three questions so the first question is the chamber reflection is uh basically are you good enough to be a mason uh why do you want to be a mason and will you adhere to the tenants of Freemasonry? If any one of those is answered in no, when we get the paper and they come out, you're gone. Before you even see the door of Masonry, before you mm-hmm. even get vested as an under-apprentice. If any of those are a no, that's it. It Knock on wood, it's yet to happen. But uh, you can be in the chamber for as long as you want. We generally tell them, knock on the inner door when you're ready to come out. We let them that we've had guys be in there for 10 seconds where they're like, get me the f- out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we've had people in there for five minutes. And this all takes place prior to anybody being in the lodge room. Uh, we have one altar light that shines down from the middle. So the entire room is black. And all you can see is the altar. Your two stewards will bring you into that chamber reflection. And then basically, you know, escort you in and out. They're your guides for it. The entire room's black. You could stay in there for five minutes, as long as you want. And I mean, typically, I've never had anybody who's in there for more than five minutes. There was one guy who was in there for an extended period of time, and I think he was the five-minute guy. And I said, uh, I hope that he didn't run out of oxygen in there. <laughs> <laughs> so the inside of the, the, the chamber of reflection, it's basically a brick bank vault, is the best way I can explain it. When you go in there, there's no there's no other way in way out so the guy who was in there for five minutes he was just in there for an extended period of time and we were worried that the room ran out of oxygen but uh there are <laughs> vents and and all that so there was no worry about that i do have one cool thing to show you that i think you guys will be psyched about i'm gonna back this up as far as i can mine's bigger uh,
0: <laughs> nice
2: <laughs> awesome this is actually the knight's templar sword of honor we have for a foundation as um knights templar it's our knight templar eye foundation and what they do is they donate a crazy amount of money for the researching of like eyes you know, issues with eyes and stuff glaucoma cancer whatever it may be what the hell is that
1: this is my sword <laughs>
2: brethren, are we really, brethren
1: are we really comparing sword sizes is that what's
5: <laughs>
2: is that what's happening here uh, <laughs> get hands bigger. <laughs> so this uh this sword is actually a knights templar sword of honor and uh with all the money that's given to i templar i foundation if you donate up to i think it's twenty thousand dollars you get uh a certificate okay. you get this knight templar sword of honor
1: george would you mind if i print screened this you yeah. holding the sword up just so that we can see it. and we've got everyone else as well not in at the all. shop oh my god dean with the sword now as well jesus so going back i did have a question earlier from matthew which was about mm. the jurisdictions in your scottish right so or okay. you because you got your york right you got your scottish right and then i think you might have touched on it slightly earlier about your, yeah. you've got your northern and your southern jurisdictions correct how what's what's the score with that what's the difference and why does how does it affect
4: and especially because you've got several Grand Lodges as well. So I was trying to understand how it lays in.
2: So Blue Lodge takes precedence over anything. And I'll give you an example. If you are, so, so we, I don't know how, you got, how it works over there, but you can be dropped here as a mason called NPD, which is non-payment of dues. Mm-hmm. If you are dropped from your mother lodge, you are essentially dropped from all appending bodies so blue lodge takes precedence over everything and part of the reason rationale to that is is uh you know even when we do masonic funerals when they put you in the pine box you i won't wear the purple of a district deputy i won't wear any other apron the only one i'll wear is my white lambskin apron as a basic mason because that's what you are the highest degree is a master mason um and that's you know basically the way to go over there the appending bodies oh, how do i explain this they are their own separate entities. So Scottish Rite is its own separate entity. York Rite is its own separate entity. And actually in York Rite, you have the Grand Chapter. You have a Grand Council. You have the Grand Commandery. So they they don't really all talk or, or you get what I'm saying? So you can essentially be dropped from a York Rite body and still be a Scottish Rite mace.
4: Do they overlap the Grand Lodges as well? Or do they are they linked to a particular
2: Grand Lodge? the uh so the chapter and the councils of york right have their own they follow blue lodge quite similarly each state has its own grand chapter grand council commandery obviously we've already discussed goes you know nationwide scottish right has northern masonic jurisdiction and southern masonic jurisdiction i always assumed that it was because of the civil war in the united states that the two scottish right bodies split But I recently learned that that's not true. It was something else that Mm. they just – it wasn't anything negative that that there's two separate ones. It was just – they just just became two separate bodies. But I am part of the northern Masonic jurisdiction. If you look at, I mean, basically a map of the Civil War, that's pretty much the line. And once you get all out west uh, of the Mississippi, that is all southern jurisdiction. So, Northern Masonic jurisdiction is substantially smaller than the Southern.
4: So, is the Northern jurisdiction run out of the House of the Temple in DC, Negative. or is that the Southern? That's the Southern. Right. And if you brothers ever get a chance to come see that building? That I've is seen cool. it outside. I've never been in. I did a, I did a, a Masonic a, a, on a holiday. I did a, a day of Masonic pilgrimage, and I went to go to um, Alexandria and go see the George Washington Masonic Memorial and various other things. I didn't get a chance to go in. I would have loved to have gone in.
5: I did go to the Grand Lodge of Texas on my way to Six Flags. <laughs> yeah. I I made my other half stop by there. I was nice. glad she didn't have a job.
8: Well, I would love to do a fraternal visit over there. So I think that's going to be I definitely this... going to have to be our first yeah. place to visit, brethren. Our to first go over, transatlantic so... visit.
4: The yeah. other one that I absolutely loved was the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia because that's
3: <laughs> stunning.
2: That's the one uh grand lodge of philadelphia grand lodge of new york are amazing to say Uh, i've never been to either one of them but i've seen pictures of it and i believe worship brother joe has been to philadelphia as well and it's amazing i have been to the house of the temple and i've been to the george washington masonic memorial i personally the house of the temple was just dumbfoundingly incredible all gold marble Um, The Tyler's chair is actually made out of marble and part of it. It, That is actually a guided tour of the House of the Temple, usually done by a Mason. So if you brothers ever get a chance to who haven't seen the George Washington Masonic Memorial, you can go there and you can take the tour or you can tell them you're a Mason, show them your dues card and you get the tour. Nice. Mm. Certain areas that are only for Masons. Which is quite good. I'm going to bear that in mind because I'd love to go to DC
1: at some point and go check that out. I want
8: to go to Arlington as well. I want to go see people
2: that I've served with on tour as well. How far away from New York are you guys, George? We're about a two-hour train ride. And that's
3: that's that's only because
2: the train stops. If you drive, you can get into New York City, the border of Manhattan, in about an hour and a half. That's not bad at all. You're trying to get to like the the tip of the of the peninsula of Manhattan. Yeah, that's another six hours because of, yeah, uh, traffic. <laughs> Poor Gideon, uh, one of our first listeners from Amsterdam. Uh, he found out about us the hard way by coming over here. Same thing. He was on a vacation and uh, went to New York and came here. And uh, I don't know if you've heard the Gideon Chronicles yet, but uh, he got tore up. <laughs> 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 so George, yes, sir.
1: You must have some questions for us, whether it be British Freemasonry, Leeds Like Blues, or whatever. Like,
2: what, what, what do you want to ask us? So what got you guys started to do in a podcast? What What was your motivational thing? Even well, if it's on an individual basis, you guys all have different uh, reasons why you're doing this? I'll go and first because Matt looks like he needs to think and it's hurting him. <laughs> <laughs>
5: So it was it was absolutely Matt's brainchild, and it's something he'd been discussing for a while because he's a huge fan of your podcast. Uh, Matthew is a is a big follower of a couple of others. I think the brother no the brother uh, podcast I listen to and, TMR as well. And, yeah, the Masonic but... Roundtable. Uh, so between everyone else, they're like huge huge fans of various Masonic podcasts. So there had been a feeling of wanting to do one for a while. And when this whole COVID lockdown thing started, we had a meeting and we are like, what do we do? How do we keep people engaged? How do we reach out to people in their own homes and make them feel a part of something? How do we bridge that social divide and sort of connect people? So we started a couple of things. The podcast being a huge, huge part of that. We are running live lectures, the same as we would run in Tiled Lodges. Mm. Um, Connecting people not only over the country but actually worldwide. We've had guests from South Africa, wow. from New Zealand. Zealand, New, Zealand, New Zealand, Iceland, California, via Germany, via London. Um, Mexico. Have, yeah. had, have we had Mexico? I think have so. I missed one, maybe. But yeah, absolutely all over the world. New Zealand by far the furthest. I don't think you can physically get further away from us than New Zealand. It's basically the antipode.
1: I think on top of that, it was Obviously like Josh said, it was on the cards for a while. So we are known as the Leeds Light Blues. So in Leeds, there are 28 lodges, I believe, in, in the city. And we've only really been going for just over a year, but all of us really, apart from me and Andy, who are from the same lodge, we're all from different lodges in in the same city. And through visiting, we, we kind of got to know each other and we kind of decided that we formed this club for like, if you like the light blue aprons so it's kind of like, your, you know, you enter the apprentice, you fell off your master mason. Uh, before you got to your dark I blue, a dark blue, which is kind of like your, your provincial or like your district deputy sort of thing equivalent over there. It's just to kind of bring you and young masons together and talk about masonry in a more informal way, go to the pub, have a few nights out and kind of have that, you know, fellowship that way. We started bringing in educational stuff as well. So it's not, we weren't just going to be seen as like a bottle club. But then, like Josh says, this whole lockdown stuff happened and we had to kind of reevaluate what we were going to do to survive right. and what we were going to do to engage everyone. And we thought, you know what, let's get a, a podcast sorted out. Let's give that a go. And then we started with the Zoom lectures. And here we are, really. Yeah, it's pretty much it.
7: So, off the back of that, technically, you're our podcast Mother Lodge.
1: Yeah. It could maybe be the Freemasons Podcast UK branch.
2: How about that? Fine by I me. Mean, I wouldn't mind. <laughs>
7: <laughs> i mean
4: i said to matt the other day you'd, you'd be like the mcdonald's of, of masonic podcasts you'd be franchising
2: everywhere <laughs> i was gonna
5: a- quote is it slipknot you cannot kill what you did not create
2: <laughs> uh, and realistically you know and, and please don't take offense to this but one thing i wanted like i said when, when i started the Freemasons podcast is listen to tmr and they're just different than us they're they're very informative and intellectual and not, not so much funny. And it's, for, for your average, let's say 18 to 21-year-old, I, I don't feel like they key off on them as, a, as, a, as an audience. Like an 18 to 21-year-old is not going to sit there and listen to it for a couple of reasons. A, their podcast is more geared, at least in my opinion. This is solely my opinion. And uh, I love all those guys. Just want to be clear about that. But their podcast is geared toward people who are already, brothers who are already Masons. Is how I feel.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Whereas me, I wanted to gear it toward people more who weren't Masons. Yep. But if Masons want to listen and enjoy it, that's great. It's a double, it, it's a win-win situation. But I was really gearing it toward the younger generation. And the, the reason I'm saying, don't take a, please don't take offense to this, is that that is for Americans. And again, I'm just an ignorant American. What do I know? I'm just a, I'm just a traitor, right? Um <laughs> <laughs> when I see or think of British masonry or, or even, you know, the grand, United grand lodge of England, or they're very prim and proper. And, and so what I think you guys are doing is fantastic is to show that other side of masonry, even over there, because honestly, talking to you brothers has been very enlightening for oh, me. George. I realize it's not all prim and proper and, and it's, you know, because there are other i think there's another one or two other british podcasts that i've listened Mm -hmm. to and i i try to get into it again i'm more of the horseplay guy i enjoy the i enjoy the the brothers having a go at one another and and that's the part of freemasonry that to me is true brotherhood and friendship and speak of which i may have the ginger oh (gasps) brilliant brilliant. while we're waiting there was a question we had to from last week
5: wasn't there do you want to go through that
1: yeah there was so last week we talked about three famous masons we talked about harry houdini we talked about oscar wilde and we talked about frederick bartoli designer of the statue of liberty and harry houdini in 1923 he was brought into freemasonry and he was also made a life member the very same year i don't know how it is over there george but in the uk if you made a life member it's kind of like being like an honorary honorary member And that to us is kind of like one of the highest honours you can get if you make if you made like an honorary member of a lodge. It's a big it's a big thing. Now but equally you don't have voting rights. Correct. Now I was brought up on it in a friendly way and I was told that some US lodges, life memberships are slightly different. You guys have like a set figure of money that you can pay and say that a thousand, two thousand, whatever dollars and you pay that sum, and then you're then a life member, and then you no
2: longer have to pay any dues. Is that right? So there are programs called life lifetime memberships. Um, I, for one, am uh, adamantly opposed to lifetime memberships because the Grand Lodge gets their money. But what happens if oh, the – life so, so someone's birthday. Yeah. Sorry, brothers. <laughs> so anyway, you pay your lifetime membership. It go, Grand Lodge gets their money, right? But what, so that means this Mason doesn't have to pay his dues anymore, correct? What happens when the lodge expenses go up? Mm -hmm. Then what? Mm -hmm. If the lodge expenses go up, now you've, in a sense, uh, you know, for lack of better words, you screwed your lodge out of having to raise dues to pay for that light bill or pay for that, uh, you know, heating bill or whatever. So that's why I'm against them. Um, I'm sure Worshipper Brother Joe Who's going to be popping on here in about two minutes? He said. Also, awesome. uh, so you're going to have uh, you're going to have the puppet George's daddy on here. Um, He's only allowed to use puppet George voice. <laughs> <laughs> you can let him know. Um, he might have a difference of opinion, and I, I I know that our Grand Lodge has the program. I don't know how many Masons one have that kind of money to fork out and just be like, here, here's two grand. I'm never paying dues again, you know, and I also, I mean, let's be real. We're all masons here. We, we, you know, we live life contemplating death. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, realistically I can get clipped tomorrow. Right. Mm -hmm. Say I go out and get hit by a fire truck. Right. You know, I'm paying $2,000 for something that, you know, I might not necessarily live a full life. And then where does all that money go? It doesn't go to my lodge. It goes to the grand lodge. They could keep that money. So, At least in my opinion, the Grand Lodge isn't paying our bills. I mean, if it'd be great if a brother passes and they take that money that they got and they filtered it back to that Mason's Lodge, that'd be perfect. That'd be great. I think that's a win-win situation, but it doesn't realistically happen. So I would much rather pay my $125 every year. If I end up taking the dirt nap, I'll give my lodge you know, an X amount of money. Mm
3: -hmm. It's
2: like an estate thing as a donation to the lodge that's personally the way I, I i i feel about it
1: sure okay so have you got any more questions for us anything about english Mason you guys you want to
2: know or you ever wondered or yes so i've seen the video the picture of the the united grand lodge of england has the big uh, festivities with a billion people walking in who exactly is allowed to go any mason who is in good standings or you have to be for Instance, our grand lodge here in Connecticut, any Mason can go. You would show up, you just don't have voting rights.
7: Yeah, so anybody, every, anybody's allowed to go as long as you, you can get the tickets because they're like gold dust, gold in advance when they're going on sale, and then you get the ticket. In...
5: Paulie has a, a while, more so. complete answer. Do I? I thought you, I feel like you covered this last time.
7: Was it not, is it wardens and above have okay, a right to so, go? No, yeah. that's that's quarterly meetings. That's quarterly. Uh, my bad. I thought we were that as well. What, yeah, sorry. No, he's talking about when they do the. the, the um, the balls, yeah.
2: I see the big mosaic floor, it's kind of like a giant uh stadium, yeah. I guess it looks yeah. like. You know, and yeah. I've well, are
7: it. you actually talking about like at, like an actual Masonic meeting? Like it's a meeting of Grand Lodge, meeting, yeah. Well, your- then it, yeah, it is it's quarterly meetings. Grand Lodge have quarterly meetings every three months to update on what's going on at Grand Lodge. So, what they do, they send it off to each province. And it's like a five-year term, so like our provinces, like your states, mm-hmm. they can Districts. take you, brethren, as a guest once every five years. Other than that, you have to be a member of Grand Lodge. So as soon as you become a junior warden of your lodge, you're automatically a member of Grand Lodge. So then you can attend. And as we've discussed before, me and Paul have gone, and what you see in the what you've seen the videos is what you see is fantastic. To answer your question: It's invite for most people or member of Grand Lodge from junior warden in the Cool. There's yeah.
3: the teacher. Hey. There
7: you go. Hello. Whoa.
5: Joe, you've only allowed to use the puppet George voice, mate. Oh, I don't need- know
3: how to do that! <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, so happy.
1: Wishful brother Joe, welcome to the Leeds Like Blues podcast. Thank you for coming oh, along.
6: Glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: No, you're very welcome. I promise um, you, we're
5: more glad to have you than you are to have us. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: I'll, I'll let you know in about 10 minutes. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So uh, should, so Joe, give us a bit of a summary about yourself, about yourself and your masonry.
6: So I uh, am celebrating my 10th year as a mason. Actually, uh, that happened in March. I am a two-time past master of Ashler Aspatuck Lodge Number 142 in Easton, Connecticut, where I, am. I was a chaplain two years after that. That was uh, 2015 and 2016. Chaplain 2017, 2018, and secretary last year and this year. I'm also a member of Morningstar Lodge Number 47 in Seymour, Connecticut, where Worshipful Brother George is right now. And uh, for the last uh, month or so, I am the uh, Associate Grand Almoner for District 3 Grand Lodge of Connecticut Ancient Free and Accepted Masons.
1: Obviously, we're big fans of the podcast and the work that you guys do, yeah. and what you put in, and it's absolutely brilliant. The content that you put out there, so thank you. You've been referenced as the comedian of the uh, of the podcast. I don't know. If that yeah, i so- say so. Was that I- self appointed, or is that kind of on your behalf?
6: Um, it just kind of it just kind of evolved naturally, as, as George will uh, attest. I, I'm the oldest one of the group, and I grew up listening to Howard Stern. Howard Stern was a huge influence uh, on me growing up and into my late 20s. And to me, you know, you stick me in front of a microphone and it's kind of a you know, podcast is a new radio show. Mm-hmm. That's just what comes out of me. And, it, you know, sometimes my humor is more obvious than others. Sometimes I slide a little jab in there that George doesn't hear about until he goes back and edits the episode later. Some stuff. <laughs> I think some of my best work never makes the air. Uh, because I, I like to, push, <laughs> I, uh, I like to push the envelope a little bit, and um, oh, well, times it's a have, big um, hit. Sometimes it goes too far, and we gotta pull it in. Do you guys actually have cutting room floor material? Uh, yeah, well, some of that usually uh, George edits it out for the Apple podcast and the Spotify stuff, but Patreon. Uh, if you join our Patreon for as little as three dollars a month, you get exclusive yeah, access to the uh, behind-the-scenes content that often includes some things that were deemed not appropriate for for on air. I mean, um,
1: so to give you some insight, Joe, we we've been going we've been going for a, a year, and the podcast is this will be episode nine.
6: Oh so, wow! Okay, cool.
1: yeah. So we're quite early on, but you know, there's some stuff on the cutting room floor that it, 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 it is can never make. <laughs> Can never make the airways but I, I, yeah yeah I josh did, is, josh career destroying
4: career destroying and josh not is, just masonic
1: career,
6: life is, career.
1: <laughs> so so for the, for the listeners josh is holding his head in his hands because he knows exactly what i'm talking about but, <laughs> <laughs> but, well
6: um, sometimes sometimes our, our good eye or what i think are good ideas never even get to the point where we record them like there's one i think some of the the funniest work we've done that that got cut was the santa claus sabotage episode you can have to uh, tell us about
2: that i also just want to say that a lot of the stuff that is the funniest is off the cuff
3: mm-hmm. yeah that's
2: oh yeah it's not something that's choreographed it's not something you know we've had things that we thought were going to be hysterical and they belly flopped mm-hmm. yeah down there that was terrible that got
6: guy- so the santa claus episode involved uh Santa Claus coming in and and we'll just say he was very adamant about spreading the cement of brotherly love Mm -hmm. um so it was it was all improvised like I we had the idea but it just kind of came out of nowhere really funny stuff so then I decided hey maybe I can one-up that and then I was going to before we got on lockdown and more importantly before I got this Grand Lodge position (laughs) um I had all kinds of jokes planned and ready to go
1: so you are also the voice of a little dude who happens to be in the studio right now and i believe he's got his mic back so uh can you just introduce yourself little brother
3: hey it's me what are you guys doing
1: we're just kind of watching you and uh, hoping for the best
3: let me ask you about that queen what the hell does she do all day
1: you know she has duties she gets she gets on with things
3: let me ask (laughs) how how pg is this show
1: um I i got i got a couple of questions for you Okay. Whereabouts are you on the ladder in, in the lodge right now?
3: The bottom.
1: Okay. So I'm a,
3: I'm a Clandy.
1: So, what are you going to change in the lodge when you're Worshipful Master, when you're in the chair?
3: Well, if I ever get that far, I'm going to get a booster for the secretary. <laughs> oh, you son of a b- He's about 5'4". I didn't even know they piled crap that high.
2: <laughs> I've just...
5: <laughs> for, for, the, for the tape, I've just invited Brother Jesus... Hello. Hello. Your hair down, John. <laughs> here he is, Brother Jesus. What, what's going on here? Probably oh, be Christ, freaking...
3: who's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? You're <laughs> <laughs> about to get crucified. <laughs>
1: The Jordan meet puppet George. Hi, George.
3: What is this Johnny Cosmic crap? Is that like ch- the British Joe Exotic? <laughs> <laughs> British, oh oh.
8: Very good, very good. Nice to meet you.
1: Nice
3: um, to meet you. Wanna see my banger and mash?
1: <laughs> Puppet George, what questions have you got for us?
3: Uh, Did we beat you guys twice?
1: I mean, we, we don't we don't like to talk about that, but we we like to describe ourselves as close allies in modern times. Yeah, not me
2: and Joe. <laughs> 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 Hold on, wait a second. Now I'm gonna pull Puppet George down for a minute because. I have a confession to make. Go for it. Uh, so we have a, a, a brother of ours who's uh, lives in New York. He's uh, a British brother, and talk about some of the things that we did on our podcast that were going to be funny that ended up getting botched because of this whole COVID thing. Around Fourth of July, we were all going to dress up in colonial uniforms, and the brother who lives in New York, who's uh, from England, his name is Danny. He's one of our Discordians, and he's freaking hysterical. He's our comic relief of our Discord channel, right? But one of the things he sent to us, and I got to show him, Joe. But one of the things that Danny sent up here to the podcast for Ken was... You'll get a laugh out of this.
6: you get a laugh at... Oh, Christ. (laughs) (laughs) It looked looked like an elderly Shirley Temple. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Is it on backward?
2: No, because the back's got the ponytail. Oh, oh,
6: okay.
1: Nice. So, Jordan, who's just joined us, we visited a lodge earlier in the year our grandmother lodge, and uh, there's this guy who does part of, like, the festive board, like, your after hours. He basically said that you were, like, a, a Charles II. He referred to me as Charles II, yeah. We all
6: know well, I- he's, he's more Louis than Charles. He does look more like Louis, and I think his he- hair just got, like, grew six inches in the last two minutes. <laughs>
1: That's and not it's all got, two or six inches. It's got to compensate for something.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I'm trying to tie this in like it's going to be a linear podcast, but this is going to be a nightmare. Today.
6: Absolutely. Welcome to my nightmare. This is every Thursday and Sunday. George does all the uh, editing. Do my thing and then uh, let him do all the hard work.
1: Yeah, my job is to make Matt's life difficult. I'm starting to see like a bit of a, a meld between between Joe and Josh.
6: Josh um, might ha- it looks like he might have a little ginger in that beard. He might be... Uh, oh, yeah, there is. Yeah. Just a bit. He's a little kindred spirit there. So know. have you got any questions for us, Joe? Leeds light blues. Mm. I'm assuming... By the way, you have a really cool logo. I like the owl in the logo.
1: Johnny Cosmic. Cosmic. Yeah. Hit, but, hit, hit. A, the
6: light blues, I'm assuming, because I've seen that a lot of the aprons over in Britain have a light blue where we traditionally have more of a, a royal blue. That's where it's coming from. Um, and is that something specific to England, to Northern England? You guys are in Northern England, right?
1: We live in, north, in the north of England, yeah. So okay. we, we're like 200 miles from London, up north. And we're probably about the same sort of distance, maybe from the Scottish borders. So we are basically, the whole of England and Wales are under the constitution of the United Grand Lodge of England. Okay. In that constitution, you have, you got three degrees of your craft masonry, which is the same as what you guys have got. So you've got your your EA, your fellow craft, and your master mason. Yep. Uh, EA obviously is your your bright white, it's just purely white apron, your lambskin, that's it. Fellowcraft, you got two light blue rosettes at the bottom corners of your enter the apprentice apron that makes you a fellowcraft, okay? Like what Josh has got there showing the rosettes, yeah. And then what the guys are holding up there that's your master mason's apron, but all three count as your light blue. So, gotcha. Our club is built up of new and young masons from across 28 different lodges in the city of Leeds. We wanted to kind of strengthen those masonic ties. Give something, you know, for younger and newer brethren to, let you like blue aprons to, talk about masonry in an informal setting. Maybe bring prospective candidates in, talk about masonry in a pub. Oh, look at Paul you know, with a past master's apron. I know, look at that. So that's a, that's, yeah, that's,
6: yeah, that's, what that's that
1: was. Yeah, that's a good point. So that's a past yeah. master's apron.
6: Oh, okay. Um,
5: let me just hold up mine again and give you the contrast. Yeah, mine is a master Mason's
6: apron, and that's got the rosettes on it and the tassels. uh, I was going to call them tassels, but didn't know if that was appropriate. Where I see on Paul's, the emblem underneath the tassel is a little bit of a. It's more like a Tetris kind of deal going on.
5: So yeah, Paul has the towel, and that's the
6: um, signature uh, of
2: a master, really. So I have (laughs) to ask the question: the little uh, triangles, if you will, uh, on the apron that he was holding up. Yeah, the little the towels.
8: Yeah,
2: what are what is that symbol?
8: It's a tau, a T-A-U. tau So yeah, tau. Um, you know Royal Arch. Yeah, Royal Arch has Royal a triple Arch. tau in the
6: in exactly. The or so or it's yeah, effectively
8: yeah. you have three of those as a master, yeah, so the- and I think that alludes to the yeah, yeah exactly. And the fact that okay. you had to, in years gone by, you had to be a past master to be able to join the Royal Arch, but then they removed that years later. But the symbolism of the tau or the triple tau. Is it's this going to
6: turn into a uh, Whose Apron Is Bigger contest right here? No, 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 it's I'll go, nice I'll nice go whip mine out. If-
2: do you use the square and compasses as a symbol? Yeah, it's yeah. the... Uh, Interestingly though, or- well, we don't it's have it's the G. Good, yeah. See, over here in the US, we got it freaking everywhere. I, I I, just never noticed it overseas if it's used as...
5: We do. The, diff-
2: about- the main difference oh- is we don't have the G in the middle. No, we don't. That's a Scottish thing. Yeah, Scottish and Irish. Uh, this is the symbol of our past masters um it's the square encompasses and then underneath here is called the sexton mm-hmm. and, and what that is it's actually a navigational tool. yeah yeah yeah. yeah. The naval tool. basically the symbolization behind it is that the sexton covers all areas of freemasonry in other words you're perfect in everything so to speak
6: yeah and also that you've navigated and guided your lodge through oh, you, the stormy waters of, of your year Oh. And is that anything? <laughs> that's
5: that, not
3: yeah. how we did it in my day?
5: <laughs> what, job? Well, what are you well, saying,
3: affairs are just
1: tough.
5: I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> they but just sit in well, the back
8: of the. Well, well, that's one of the things as well, Joe, uh, is the fact that we're light blues because so many of our lodges, if you can imagine, so in my lodge, I think we've got seven brothers out of 30 that haven't got provincial honours. So, as Matt said before, so you've got the Grand Lodge of England. Then yep. you've got like the provincial Grand Lodge. And so when someone gets elevated to the rank of provincial Grand Lodge, they change the blue parts of the apron for dark blue and mm-hmm. gold. So they, it's okay. covered with gold, it's covered with dark blue, and <laughs> so they've like got provincial, provincial honors. So mm-hmm. essentially we see them as the dark side. And, <laughs> like the yeah.
1: and then hence the Light Blues Club. It caters for that younger and newer mason.
6: Does your Grand Lodge wear purple? You're no dark blue. So no. you have no purple, you have light blue and dark blue. Mm-hmm. That's right. Gotcha. Yeah. They have... a. Their, their apron's a lot bigger, then the
4: blue section is a lot thicker. On their collars, because they also wear collars, they oh. have golden... I think it's corn and... someone else, remind me what the other one it is. 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 It is of corn. Laurel leaves, or, or is it... it could be uh, acacia. Or olive yeah. Olive acacia. acacia.
6: Yeah, it could be acacia. Yeah,
1: I think it's probably acacia, yeah. Yes. Gotcha. You know, George mm-hmm. blows away earlier with his KT, his old KT apron.
6: Oh yeah, that's that's my, one of my favorites. Uh,
2: so they recently changed district deputies' aprons. So now the new district deputies have um square encompasses, but inside of it is a half moon, and
6: that's actually the symbol of a district deputy. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Think, Brother Stevens.
6: Stevens. Oh, Steven. right,
1: man. Somewhere.
6: <laughs> so I'm gonna go grab my past master. Brother apron Stevens. Quick, doing I like to this. call it. Are you guys familiar with Ric Flair? You know yes. rick
3: yeah.
6: Prick- <laughs> <laughs> so i like to say that my past master's apron is the rick flair robe of masonic aprons mm-hmm. so let me go grab that and i'll be right back with it.
1: awesome
8: i still can't get that saying out of my head johnny cosmic the uk version of <laughs> it like so.
1: that's gonna stick man that's, that's, that's gonna have to be made a quote and a picture and a oh, wow. Wow. wow look at that Whoa. Yeah, George, you have wow. one of those,
2: didn't you? Yeah, I got mine. I look, Joe's is fancier than mine, but...
6: Yeah, mine's got the tassel, like I've... No,
2: it's I like, like the guy. white, though.
6: And what I wanted specifically on mine, so it's got the Past Masters symbol on it. But it was important for me to have the pillars on there because...
8: Oh, yeah, yeah. The
6: middle chamber is kind of my thing. I've done it. Yeah. I've done it several times. I really enjoy doing it. And for me, that was like a big aha moment for me in freemasonry really understand what was going on and started to click for me so that i definitely wanted included in there just as a a reminder and a token of that for me
1: okay so i think that pretty much wraps it up but just before we go let's talk about some other provincial um local news that's been going on so brother matthew talk to us about the provincial honors
4: Yep. So it was Provincial Grand Lodge yesterday at the time of recording, and so a huge congratulations to all the brethren on their preferment, it's reappointments, p- first appointments, and promotions. Uh, particularly for me, my Worshipful Master Alan Hooks has had received his first Provincial appointment. Congratulations. He's been given Past Senior Grand Deacon, um, and also Worshipful Brother Jeff, Jeff Middleton um, has been given his Past rank, having served a year as the Assistant Provincial Grand Registrar. Um, he's been given past deputy grand director of ceremonies and i know that worship brother matthew sims who is dear to all our hearts he's been given mm-hmm. uh, past provincial junior grand warden which is exceptionally well deserved so well done to him
1: so let's all raise a glass then to um, everyone um, on the podcast to the provincial officers. Uh, um, i've got one as well provincial sorry
8: offices. matt I, i've got one as well yeah uh, I was hoping to do it before we did the We'll
4: toast,
5: toast, toast everyone. We'll, we'll, just, we'll just go
1: around. We'll keep going. Uh, I've, got okay, of, uh, I've got plenty of whiskey in here. I can toast okay. all night.
8: i um, a bit. <laughs> I want to say a fantastic shout out to Worcester brother, Graham Turner, who's actually got acting rank, and he's the provincial senior grand deacon. He has done exceptionally well to get that rank. And also to Worcester brother, David Costello, who's moved from his acting rank because he was the Assistant Director of Ceremonies or Provincial Director of Ceremonies. I don't know if I got that right. But he is now the past Deputy Grand Registrar. Nice.
1: Congratulations, brother. Congratulations.
8: Cheers.
1: Cheers. 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 I will, I suppose,
5: go next. There are lots of
8: provincial (laughs) honours.
5: Yeah, two out there So, um, a great friend of the Leeds Light Blues, which was the Simon Lindley, is once again... Provincial Grand Organist,
0: hey.
5: and Paul Worsley in my lodge is acting Senior Grand Deacon, so Grand Honors for him. I would like uh, to raise another toast to to them.
1: It's toast. Congratulations,
5: mm. and of course also to add my respect to Matthew Sims, who is a is a dear friend of mine. Very well deserved, on his Provincial Honors too. I would you?
7: just like to mention that it's. Um... Quite becoming of uh, Josh to mention grand organist whilst keeping a straight face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: I think it's not hard to come by.
1: Paul, did you have some mentions? I think I have two mentions. Worshipful Brother Colin Symes, past provincial junior grand warden, has been oh, yeah. appointed assistant provincial grand secretary.
5: Is he senior warden at Leeds Lodge? Oh no, worshipful master. His master at Leeds Lodge. To Colin Symes then, and then Simes. worshipful
1: Brother Ian Underwood. Yes, Grand Rank, if I'm not mistaken. He's,
5: he's, Past uh, Junior Grand Deacon.
1: Congratulations to him too. Cheers.
5: To Worship Brother Ian.
1: Okay, um, so Josh, we just give us a plug on the lectures. What have we got coming up?
5: Absolutely. Uh, so we've had two great lectures, two excellent lectures coming up. By the time this goes out, the first lecture will be tomorrow, and that will be Worshipful Brother Tony Harvey back again, delivering a never heard before zoom lecture it's only been heard once or twice in actual top lodges so it's a rarity in his lecturing collection which is entitled freemasonry does it live up to expectations um as previously mentioned that is 7 p.m on 14th of may on the 21st we have witcher brother andrew robinson delivering the building of king solomon's temple it is a fantastic lecture i've heard in person that will be as i said 21st 7pm. To attend both of these lectures, email us at events at lightblues.co.uk. Open to everyone, the only stipulation that we've put on so far is you need to be a member of a United Grand Lodge of England recognised Lodge, Grand Lodge. So not necessarily a UD Lodge, uh, our guest here tonight.
1: Yep, that definitely includes Grand, Grand Lodge of Connecticut. Joe,
5: George, Joe, both more than welcome to attend those lectures. So those are the lectures we've got coming up. Email us, at events at lightblues.co.uk if you are interested in attending. We're more than happy to have you.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Josh. So I think that pretty much wraps up uh, for the night and for this particular podcast. It's been a pretty lengthy podcast, but obviously for good reason. We've had awesome guests in um, Right Wish for Brother George Mudry and Wish for Brother Joe Zanino. And obviously we've been joined also through the podcast by Brother Stephen Patterson and Brother Jordan Ramoff. I think there's only one way that we could properly sign this off and that is if we do a freemasons podcast toast right wish for brother george will you sign us off please ah uh, you want me to do it come on you don't feel brave anymore absolutely you come on you gotta do it brethren right hand to arms to arms arms ready to arms. Ready. Ready.
0: ready
1: aim
2: aim aim fire. good fire fire all together brothers
3: thank
2: you very much brothers (laughs) what are you joe you my anti-host
6: yeah if we're if if you have like a god complex so you're like the christ (laughs) and i'm the anti-christ so so brethren
1: brethren, as you can hear the bottles are stacking up and it means that after hours is going to be going on so we're going to sign off now so i have been your host brother matt namiria I slam for the Josh dockty Turnbull.
4: I'm always Brother Matthew Wharton. See you later from Brother Dean Leach.
7: Yours always, Paul Rogers. From the day I were born to the day I would die. what's your brother, Andrew Paul Vier? Uh, am I supposed to say something? Yeah.
8: <laughs> yeah, but I been, yeah. I, yeah, but I haven't been on the actual podcast. Just say
5: goodbye.
4: you to leave that in. I love that.
5: See ya. <laughs>
2: oh, brother, brother Jordan.
0: Uh, brother Stephen Patterson.
2: Brother George
6: Mudry. Worshipful Brother Joe signing off.
0: Good night, brethren. What an episode! The grand finale in the form of Worshipful Brother Joe and Puppet George, who said you can't have fun on a low budget. Next week, the brothers will be joined by Worshipful Brother Ian Lewis, Assistant Provincial Grand Master for Area 5, in the province of Yorkshire West Riding. Can someone get a gag for Josh? For that episode, Because if we all get fired, I lose my ticket home. I'm 300 bucks short of a one-way to Connecticut, so these guys better not screw that up. See you round friends.